Hey, check it out. We've got a new, uh, new conditioner. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, you've heard of, like, aircon, right? Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard of that. The air is too, too much yeah. in one direction. Make the air the other condition thing. Condition the air. Condition air, the air. air, air the, the, con the air. Have you ever just walked into a room and just, like, the vibes are bad? Oh, yeah. Well, this is a vibe conditioner. Oh, Vibecon. Yeah. So you just whack it on, right? Yeah. Feeling, yeah. I've been feeling a bit gloomy or a bit... Yeah, a bit, yeah. A bit, you oh, know. I see, yeah, I see so, how it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. That's really good. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's just it's like a little holiday, really. Oh. I am thinking, though. Yeah. What if I just cranked it to max and pointed it out the window, you know, just because of gestures broadly at all of that? I think we're going to need more than one to get that working. <laughs> Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not going to keep shouting at the microphone like that. No, <laughs> you're not going to share the microphone I didn't. Like I didn't that. clip it, so it's okay. Yeah, uh, yeah it's a little mini-sode. We're going to yeah. do a little, little thing. I'm not Laura Kate Magnetdale. And I'm not Jane Harris Magnetdale. And this is Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast. We talk about media we've consumed in the weeks for wifey types. You get the gist. I have been talking all day today for work, and my voice is decimated. Are you allowed to talk about what? Um, I can be vague. I went to a fancy studio and recorded a good chunk of an audiobook yeah. today. Can't be very specific. Can't tell you when it's happening or what's going on, but I did a I did audiobook recording today. Yeah, you sat in a little padded room. Yeah, it was lovely, but it did mean a lot of like very enunciated, pronounced, like mm -hmm. performed speaking. Mm -hmm. A lot of like Getting, getting my best uh, performance on. Oh, yes, and as darling. such, yes, I've yes. got a bit of a, a sort of tiggly throat from doing lots of talking. And, and uh, you've got still got two more days of recording to do. <laughs> I do, but I've got like a day off in between. So we're yeah. keep it, keeping it short today because I've got to rest my voice in between sessions. Yeah. You know, before I go back in and read another half a book mm. to the mysterious voice that speaks to me out of a speaker that I don't see. Mm. The, the, the ominous, ominous work. Stop saying words too fast. Ooh, oh, you've read the word you thought was there, not the word that was actually there. You've got to reread that word. Mm. So we're just talking about stuff we played this week. We are just talking about stuff we played this week. I could do with some rest. It's it's a long week, this one. Yeah. So what have you played? What have you been up to? Where do I start on stuff I've played this week? Good question. <laughs> You're right, love. Yeah. Sorry. You Tick sure? Tiggly throat is getting me and I'm just trying to shift it. If you're sure. Yeah. Do you want to lens it before bed? Probably a good channel. Uh, well, I can start by talking about a game I played start to finish in one, you know, I think it was like two and a half hour stream. Mm -hmm. Didn't 100% it. I'm going to dip back into it at some point, but it's a very cute little game. It's maybe a fiver called A Tiny Sticker Tale. Okay. Uh, this is a game I'd seen popping around up, up about in a couple of places before. I think it was on some of the wholesome directs mm -hmm. where you play as a little anthropomorphic donkey and you have a sticker album and it's basically... You've got this one page uh, that you can stick stickers onto to keep them for later. It's essentially your inventory. Yeah. It's as big as whatever stickers you put onto it, taking up, you know, their, their, their physical amount of space. Mm -hmm. And basically anything you find in the world can be peeled up like a sticker and put in your sticker book and taken to mm. a different screen and put down somewhere else. Okay. And this is used for sort of uh, Zelda-esque exploration puzzle solving and it's not particularly complicated but you've got little 
anthropomorphic animal villagers who are like, Oh, I've lost, I've lost my, 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 my friend. Can you help me find them? I want to go visit this place I've never seen. I'm trying to find this special kind of rock. Oh, I can break these rocks for you and help you get in here, but it's too dark at night. I can't see. You're going to have to find a way to make it daytime over here so I can see what I'm doing. And Mm. you collect up these little stickers and put them in a little sticker book. And don't think too hard about the fact that some of these stickers are sentient, tangible people that you are just putting in your little collection to pull out later at your own uh, uh-huh. convenience. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Unless. Um, and it's just a game about going and solving a bunch of people's problems and helping helping a bunch of people with their little tiny tasks through the medium of cute, adorable stickers. Hmm. Um, it is a very wholesome game that... Uh, I realized toward the end had a lot more like hidden weird optional side content I hadn't stumbled into to go back to. And I I like that there's more of that to do, but it is a game you can play through in maybe two and a half hours Mm -hmm. and uh, just have a good wholesome little time. Um, There is not, uh, not not the biggest amount of challenge in the world. It's not a game that's like actively trying to prevent you progressing. Mm. I like that there is a pretty clear map for um, where you have been, where you haven't been, and being able to sort of see on this nice little grid sort of of what there is that you've seen. Mm -hmm. If you're trying to be a completionist and get like a copy of every single sticker so that you have your little sticker album completed, because as long as you get a sticker once, you have a little sticker album that shows you found all the things. Okay. um, You can press a button to just have it show you a tile on the map that has a sticker you haven't yet found. Ooh. So you're like, go over here, there's something you haven't tried interacting with. Gotcha. Um, it's a really sweet little game, and I don't have a huge amount to say about it, other than if you like the idea of cute animals, a little adventure where you're just being nice to people, mm. and a little sticker book, you can't do too wrong for this. If, you, if you're up for the kind of game where it's like, two and a half hours you can play through it, Maybe another hour if you want to go back and find all the little collectibly things you missed. Mm. It's very charming. Hey. Uh, so yeah, that's a tiny sticker tale, and it's very, very sweet. It sounds very chill. It's exactly the kind of thing I needed this week. Mm-hmm. What about you? What you been playing this well, week? Speaking of cute, chill things that we really needed this week, uh, I played the. Uh, it's Steam Next Fest uh, as we record this, um, so. We've got a whole bunch of new demos for, for games, some of which we've been waiting for a while. And one of those is uh, Snufkin of Moomin, Moomin Valley. I've been looking forward to this. I think this got added to my wish list almost immediately I first, oh, saw, tra- first saw the first trailer. Same. The second I saw a trailer, I was like, I need this in my life. Mm-hmm. And from looking over at you playing the demo, it seems like it is everything I kind of hoped it was going to be. Yeah, the, the music's lovely. The art style is a beautiful sort of um, 2D like craft paper scrapbooky type style um it's really lovely and very sweet and it's got a kind of um like terranil um undoing all the damage that's been done to the world yeah uh, the plot is basically that uh, it's winter winter is coming and and snufkin's like okay i'm off i'll see you in spring don't worry about it moving troll and moving troll's like but you'll come back right like yeah i'll be back next spring don't you worry and you get back next spring, and things are not as they seem. Yeah. Uh, you meet a little creature hiding in a bush who's a bit scared to meet you. Um, and then you, you have a little chat, and they're like, I don't have a name. And you're like, well, everyone deserves a name. Maybe we'll find one for you. So it's like, okay, 
f- find a name. <laughs> okay. Um, there's like one of the really nice things I like about it is once it as it's introducing things like jumping and picking things up with with jumping it'll be like hey here is where you're going to jump to mm. so if you're on like the edge of uh like a river or something and you can see the other side you can tell exactly where you're going to land or if it's not going to work out for you so you don't accidentally jump wrong Yay. i don't know if you can accidentally jump into the no, water no but it's reassuring to have that feedback though yeah it's nice to go yep that that is i have done the thing i need to do and the same with like picking up rocks it's like this is where it is going to be put down if you point in this direction and press x again um which is obviously quite helpful for things like picking up boulders and slowly dropping in the river to make a little path across yeah uh which is which is quite nice and it's always you can kind of you can usually go slightly further across than i, I would expect uh, which has um been sort of quite nice to work through there's this whole mechanic of you've got a harmonica and certain things uh, like birds or little floaty head things will if you if you play them a little tune on your harmonica then they will they will help you in some way and so there are some birds that will like fly start flying around in a circle and there'll be a little targeting thing and you just stop playing at the right moment and they'll just fly off in that direction and get things mm. you can rummage through bushes for inspiration yeah. and the higher your level is the uh different people you can inspire with your um harmonica tunes Aww. and then there's this whole mechanic of like somebody's built like a proper garden and there's all these rules you need to follow and there's all these signs. Go tear up the signs. So you just tear up the signs and if you tear up all of the signs in a particular um like walled garden area, you'll automatically like tear down all the fences around it and rewild that whole area and it's yeah. it's very cool. I also like the idea of like, <laughs> well there's no rules here anymore so the police have to just fuck off. Yep, if there's no signs that say there's rules to enforce, the cops just have to leave and that's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's got the right kind of cosy resistance to authority that is what I hope for from Snufkin. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> My my first uh, radicalization technique. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. It is a very short demo. You can probably get through it in about 20 minutes. Um, mm. But it is beautiful. And, and I look forward to, to seeing how that goes when it is more done. What Yay. about you? Well, I played another demo that is available as part of Steam Next Fest. Ooh. And this is the demo for Another Crab's Treasure, mm-hmm. which is a colourful... Hermit Crab Dark Souls with Accessibility. And a gun. And a gun. We'll get to the gun. So, on the surface, this is... It's a Dark Souls. It's one of those, there are big tough bosses and you get you get souls and you use them to level up your stats. I like that there's only, like, four stats. It's health, defense, attack, and I think it's magic. Mm. Um, And in terms of, like, armor and equipment, it's pretty simple. Throughout the world, you will constantly find bits of trash in the ocean that you can use as hermit crab shells. Mm. They will get damaged over time, uh, and they will have, like, how much defense they provide you and how fragile they are. So some things will be, like, very high defense but be brittle, Mm -hmm. so they can only take a certain number of hits, but they will block stronger hits. Um, And there's a lot of these you're constantly, like, picking things up as you go and sort of shuffling through. Mm. And it's about purging microplastics from the ocean and clearing the ocean of pollution by being a little hermit crab. Mm -hmm. And 
it's adorable, but also it's got accessibility support, and that's great. There are options for things like slowing down game speed, mm-hmm. reducing enemy damage, um, reducing uh, enemy health pools, increasing the uh, window of time in which you can dodge or parry safely, and mm-hmm. either avoid taking damage or sort of um, stun your opponent. Uh, lots of really good accessibility settings that are there to customize your uh, difficulty experience. And I like the approach they have when you go to the accessibility menu where they're like, the game is intended to be hard, but we know that what is hard for one person is different to what's hard for other people. Mm. So like, if it's not fun for you, here's the settings. Enjoy. Um, Including, there is a setting called Give Krill a Gun, which puts a gun that's like five times bigger than this little hermit crab, Mm. puts puts on the hermit crab's back, and it will one-hit kill any enemy, bosses included, you just shoot them with gun. So if you are um, trying to, like, get your way back to a boss and you just are getting too frustrated with having to redo the fight, you know, from, from the checkpoint to the boss, or there's a boss that you're just like, I just can't get past this and I just want to keep playing, mm. you can just turn on gun and shoot with gun and it's fine. And I like that very much. Um, I think the game is really charming. I like that it's colourful. There's not enough colourful Dark Souls games. Mm. Um... I like that there's fun traversal mechanics that make uh, take advantage of the fact you're in the water. Like, um, you can hold down the jump button in a double jump to sort of kick your legs and sort of swim and stay mm. at, at roughly the same height for quite a while. Okay. Um, and little things Do like that. Like a Yoshi little... Yeah, yeah, sort of kicking your legs and sort of keep yeah, yourself yeah. roughly where you were at. It's very cute, and I am very excited to see where this goes. It is... It is a very wholesome-seeming game, and it's it's rare that I would say the word wholesome for a Dark Souls game, but it's good, and I'm excited. Oh. What about you? You played anything else this week? Uh, yeah, I've been playing uh, another demo called uh, Below the Stone. Mm-hmm. This is a uh, action roguelike, uh, procedurally generated um, game where you are a little dwarf who is sent down into a mine to do little missions, and you get to pick how many missions you do. And mm-hmm. depending on how many you pick, you will potentially get a larger and larger rewards. You need to take at least one. Mm-hmm. And if you've got more than one, you need to do at least one before you're allowed to call a drop pod and try and escape. Mm. Um, it's an interesting mechanic. I've I'm not had many runs at it yet, and certainly no successful ones apart from the tutorial of, here is how move, here is how pickaxe works. Um, it's Interesting to see that they've, they're talking about the fact that, like, the most recent update to it, um, even though it's not officially been released yet, is that they've added controller support. Okay. But, uh, which means it works lovely on the, uh, Steam Deck. But one thing I have noticed is that it's got, like, a, like a, like a scroll wheel through your, uh, hotbar. And I imagine if you're playing mouse keyboard, that's probably just a click button do thing. Yeah. But, um, with a controller, you've got to, like, scroll to the right thing and then use the attack button to use a thing, be that, like, your okay. health or your pickaxe or your weapon. S- sort of like your, um, it's probably not super accurate. Like, your Xenoblade scroll through your MMO wheel sort yeah, of Yeah, that kind of, like, sc- scroll through, find the action you want and do the yeah. thing. Which, you know, when you're looking for food in the heat of battle is a little bit difficult. Yeah. Especially if you've got like a couple of types of food or you've run out of like your yeah. two base types of food. I, 
I am curious, could you on Steam Deck map one of the four back buttons, maybe, to be a keyboard number input? Maybe I, I haven't looked sort of more yeah. into it. I was just like, I've had a couple of runs today, uh, probably about three runs today, and, and enjoying it so far. And I am looking forward to trying a bit more. It's, it, I basically went through like the next vest list yesterday. Yeah. And was like, let's just grab a bunch of demos and see how they do. That is probably my tomorrow morning. Yeah, I, I grabbed a whole bunch. Um, it's been nice to look through. Although I was sort of uh, a bit annoyed by... Because it was just scroll, scroll through that, and I saw one, I was like, Parasite Eve? They're bringing Parasite Eve to PC? No, it's not. It's just a porn game that's called, like, Parasite Evil or something. <laughs> no! <laughs> Steam! <laughs> uh, what else have you played? Uh, well, I've started playing a bit of Whisker Squadron Survival. Ooh, I played the demo for that. Yeah. How's so, the full thing? Uh, I'm digging it. So this is that, um, uh, Star Fox-esque survivor's game where you are you're sort of like ship uh with a 3d game your position behind the ship on rails tunnel enemies in front of you you're in a tunnel shoot all the things avoid getting shot and i've been having fun with it um i appreciate that this game has again a bunch of accessibility options for someone like me that's not super great at these Mm. for things like um i don't know how many of these if any are in the the demo but things like Having a degree of auto, um, auto targeting or sort of assisted targeting, um, being able to do things like reducing incoming damage and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There's a few things in there that are useful to have as options, but interesting. Yeah, I've been doing pretty well. My first couple of runs were like more successful than I expected them to be, mm. and that's allowed me to unlock a few additional um characters and start uh, upgrading things. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun to play around with the survivors genre in a different mechanical set of, yeah. of like gameplay tools, and I'm having fun with it. Yes, I'm. I'm enjoying that whole aspect of um, the the vampire survivors style. Hey, you've got a, a like pick from a bunch of power ups, and like you can either like try and maybe like. Maybe you've got like more powerful lasers and you can keep putting more points into the more powerful lasers, but also you could be like, hey, you could have more bombs or holding yeah. more bombs or magnetically attract um, the, um, the, like, the, the yeah, experience. experience. Because in something like Vampire Survivors, you can like double, like do a loop around and grab it back. But in this, because you're like flying down yes. a corridor, if it's gone, it's kind of gone. Yes. And I've definitely found that this, more than a lot of Survivors games, makes you sort of make a concerted choice between getting a little bit of a lot of things or specialising it on just, like, one thing. Mm. It's it's not... It, it doesn't feel as designed for, I'll slowly pick up a few things sort of as I'm going, I'll work it out. It's like, no, have a plan. Are you doing a little of everything or are you doing one thing? Yeah. Um, Which we'll see if when I put more time into it that, that changes, but sort of... Right now, it feels like I need to pick one of one of the two paths and like know up front that I'm going mm. for that. I mean, and I think some, sometimes that is a pretty good thing to do, just to, like have an idea of what your build is going to be from the off. And I, I know with things like Vampire Survivors, obviously that's just something you pick up from playing a lot. It's yeah. like, I know what works best for me, which characters are best, yeah. how I want that's... to go about upgrading them. Um... And then obviously that leading into, I know what the synergies are and what things are going to... Yeah. Mixed together and, to make the super weapons. And that's still the phase I'm in with this game, mm. is the working out what my playstyle is phase. Like, I'm having fun, but I've yet to go, like, oh, this is me using Poe with the garlic, this is how I want to play every time. Yeah. 
Um, but it's got a very lovely, like, 90s neon aesthetic. I love all of the 2D character art of the anthropomorphic... Uh, mostly sort of, cats, I think. Yeah, all of the sort of um, uh, cat sci-fi space pilots uh, yeah. all have very cool designs. It's not a Star Fox, it's a Star Kitty. Yeah! yeah. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed my time with the demo, and it's sort of been sat on my wish list. It's like, I'm going to get it eventually. I think I was waiting for a bit more content to be added to it, because I know when it first launched into early access, a lot of people were like, mm, there's, not, there's not really much here. Yeah. But um, I'm, I'm excited to see how it's doing, because I think that was one of the most interesting ones from either last Next Fest or the, possibly from the Next Fest before. Yeah. It's been nice to see lots of demos this year. Yeah. Because it... for a while it felt like demos just weren't a thing anyone did anymore. Yeah, Next Fest has slowly been the revival of game demos, and mm. it's good to see it happening. It is, because I think it, it helps... You like take more risks of like try things out you might never have otherwise tried. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, I definitely appreciate that. Nice. Uh, what else? What um, else you got? I've only other. Uh, I've only really played one other thing that we're going to talk about today. Um, we're gonna save. We're gonna save some other things till next week. But uh, yes. I after embargoes. <laughs> um, I have played the first um two and a half three hours. Of Detective Pikachu Returns. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Detective Pikachu, 3DS game. Uh, you play as Tim Goodman. Uh, he he's in in the game. He is he is generic McWhite boy. Hmm. Um, is that the same like name of the character from the film? That is the same as the name as the character from the film who's okay. played by Justice Smith. I think I the name was. Uh, my Twitch chat last night was just full of people going, "Where's Justice Smith? Why have you whitewashed Justice Smith?" Um, mm. But yes, you, you played. It was always going to happen when they, yeah. they brought the sequel. So out. You, you, you played Tim Goodman. Your dad's vanished. Your dad's Pikachu now has your dad's hat, and you can hear him talking like uh, like the Pikachu talking like a grizzled detective. Um, wonder what's up with that. Did um, you play through the first one? I did, yes. And does the first one end anything like the movie? No. Okay. And the the second one kind of addresses this. So differences with the game. Um, the first game does not does not resolve with you finding out what the deal with Tim Tim's missing dad is. Yeah. And with Pikachu the detective. Okay. That is not resolved. Do they also, solve a murder? Um. Uh. So it takes kind of a different route, but it is still kind of about the um. The Argas that's turning Pokemon okay. sort of feral. The Joker um, gas from yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's still sort of about that. <laughs> um, but Tim has a sister and a mum who are around and present okay. in the games. Which uh, Detective Pikachu Returns. Fun fact: in the universe of this sequel, they made a film about the events of the first game, in which. That the mum and sister comment on the fact that they weren't included. <laughs> in, that the movie did not acknowledge their wow, existence. Beautiful. Um, and talks about like, oh, you know, sometimes movies have to take liberties when adapting stories. <laughs> it, the sense of humour is quite fun. Amazing. Um, so the Detective Pikachu, uh, the first game on 3DS, it is a fairly simple children's detective adventure game. Okay. Um. Pikachu invest. Uh, Pikachu interrogates and sort of talks to uh, the the uh, the Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Tim talks to the humans. Together, you get to the end of a bottom of a of a mystery. Okay. Um, not particularly hugely challenging, but a fun maybe like fifteen hours of solve some cases, go through a narrative. Even if occasionally you will be like, okay, I'm like four steps ahead of the game. 
I, I gotta I gotta do the steps that will let me point I have to at the show thing. my working I have to show my work <laughs> I haven't found the evidence that let me show lets me show my work of the thing I've worked out hmm. um but the reward for like persevering through having to a little laboriously show your working is usually pretty fun cutscenes that are like voice acted and do a good job of like bringing personality to to what comes to pass hmm. um Detective Pikachu returns. I very much enjoyed the first case. Um, I think that um, once you get through the tutorial, that's a little handholdy. The first case, I could see some of the big beats coming from like maybe halfway through. I right. had a pretty good picture of what the crime was. Um, I was pretty impressed with some of the like surprise uh, twists and turns that happened. Mm-hmm. There's one point where a reveal happened, and I was like. I'm annoyed at that reveal. It doesn't make sense. I don't like it. That this game is bad. This game had a bad answer to that question. And then it turned out it that wasn't the answer, and I was supposed to recognize that that made no sense. Ah, okay. And then the, the, it twisted back another way. You were supposed oh. to shout objection. Exactly. And that 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 felt like good writing. They had me on the hook enough that I believed they were foolish, and then I was like, ah, you got me. I didn't see. Um, and something I thought was very obvious in the first case, the game really wants to suggest by the end of the first case was just not the case at all, and I kind of hope they don't retcon that in later cases. I'm like, I really hope that you set up such a good red herring that I just completely was on the wrong track there. Okay. Um, I enjoyed the first case. I will say... I did like when you were explaining sort of how, how you put your evidence together for that. That sounded really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, um, with, with no context, I solved a crime by pointing out that, um, that a man had not been, that a man had not had a knife punched into his face. You, you were, know, in this, my first detective game. Yes, you were not punched in the face by a knife, sir. <laughs> was a pivotal plot point was, I'm pretty sure I'd be able to tell if a knife punched you in the face. A knife! Um... But yeah, um, I'm very invested in this game, though I have heard some fascinating things about allegedly where this plot is going. Okay. Um, the summary I heard, minor spoilers, is that this is ultimately a game about police profiling. Uh-huh. Um, and about, like, the problems with police profiling people based on aspects of how they were born that were outside of their control. It, Excellent. It seems like it's a racial profiling analogue, but for, like, dark-type Pokemon. But we're, we're talking about that that's a bad thing, at least. Yeah, at okay. least it's a bad thing. Uh, now, I don't know how much I trust Detective Pikachu Returns to be a <laughs> tasteful, nuanced uh, narrative about the problems with police racial profiling, but if true, I am fascinated to, to see how they get there. Mm. Um, but I'm having fun with this not-too-mentally-taxing little d- detective adventure game where there are Pokemon around. Yes. Uh, have you played anything else this week? I was just going to quickly ask, would you say it manages to be way less obtuse and confusing than something like a, a Phoenix Wright with a, yeah, you should have noticed this one thing about oh, this thing? Oh, 100%. 100%. All of the, the clues will be very obvious, it like the, the the biggest problem you will have is I've I've worked out this thing and I've tried to jump ahead to the answer mm. and it's like 
no, I have to go. I have to go back and like do some steps that lead me to the thing. I can't right. just go to the place where I know the thing's gonna happen. The thing won't happen until I show my working and work my way okay. there. Is there like time limits or anything? No, no okay. time limits just, or anything. Just do the thing in your own yeah. pace. Work like, it out. You can even stop and like you can even be doing side quests in the middle of the main mission okay. with no no uh, negative. Um, You've got the three o- days to get this case out, <laughs> Pikachu. Uh, the only other difference I think for for the sequel. Uh, and I've only experienced one example of this so far, is that sometimes other Pokemon will have special abilities that they will use to help you in the crime. Like, oh help hey- Help you do the crime? Yay! <laughs> uh, the one example I found so far was a Growlithe that has a good nose for sniffing. So if you can teach it a scent, you can then sort of have Pikachu ride on, on the Growlithe's back and I go around sniffing and following a little trail. It's sort yeah. of like the Twilight Princess Wolf Link yeah. trail following. And I'm curious to see what other- Abilities we will find. Oh. Um, but yeah, it's been pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, you played anything else this week? I played one other thing. Yeah. Um, that's that's worth chatting about. I uh, played another Survivors game. Yeah, it's f- called Crafty Survivors. Yeah, do you want to tell us about Crafty Survivors? Yeah, so I I kind of got linked onto this one because uh, I was chatting in the Deep Rock Galactic Survivor um, oh, yeah. Steam forums about the how much I enjoy this and and the way it connects. Um. The deep rock, a lot of the aspects of deep rock, like the limited amount of time to get to the escape pod mm. at the end of the mission, the digging, the different enemies, the just the whole um, existing um, world of yeah. deep rock galactic. And someone was like, "Yeah, but I don't think it does as well as as a lot of other games in the ser- in this genre." I was like, "Okay, give me, give me, give me ideas." Yeah, what should uh, I be looking at that's better than and this? The game they suggested was Crafty Survivors, which is fascinating. Yeah, good, fascinating, or this is bad, and I have lots of thoughts. Fascinating. Um, it has moments that are. Frustrating, and by moments I mean multiple hours <laughs> that are just like okay, sure. <laughs> and then it sort of gets over a bump and is really interesting again. The thing is, I don't know how many more of those bumps there are, and I also mm. don't know how much game there is right now because this one is also in early access. But it's like three pounds, so I wasn't going to be too bothered if it wasn't entirely there just yet. But basically, it is. A very cartoony, like, art style. You've got... You start off with with one character who is a chef, and you've got aspects of city building, town building, resource Mm -hmm. gathering, and uh, and, and obviously the whole survivors thing. So you'll go into an area, and there will be a map eventually as you progress further through the, um, the, the stage. If you choose to go out of one exit or another... Um, you will basically that's the end of the run, and those runs tend to be, I'd say, about twenty minutes. So it's it's a oh, it's a, yeah, a fair length. Yeah. There's like a difficult boss enemy. There's like a bunch of like elite enemies that you bump into throughout that, and you'll progress sort of slowly through the map. And different sort of stages within a map will have different resources that you can take back to town to unlock buildings and. Uh, like evolve buildings mm. so some buildings might be like hey we're just going to add like a whole new mechanic like here's the bank if you stick some money in the bank it will accrue interest per run mm. and you, then you can take it out and like money is one of the resources that you will need for just about everything regarding building the town but then there's other things like hey you need wood 
You might need uh, like bits of flowers or, or vines or something. There's 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 like five different resources just in the first area. Okay. Plus a special one that you find for beating the boss at the end of that first area that you then have to farm a little bit. Now the main problem is that when you don't like successfully complete a run, you are still mm. getting the, the resources, and there does feel like there's a whole thing of like we the game is just too hard at first. Mm. And don't get me wrong, like, I've obviously played Vampire Survivors, I know not winning your first few runs, or even, like, your first few hours of runs, necessarily, yeah. is to be expected in a new one of these. But this just feels like uh, you are literally just waiting until you've got enough wood to build a particular building that will make your skills more powerful. Hmm... That has been kind of dull. But what I do really love about it, um, especially with the first character, is the way you can build your character. Okay. So every like time you level up, you'll get offered uh, a bunch of different power-ups, and they might be things like um, your basic attack. Just hmm. make that more powerful. And all of these can be set to either automatic or like um, manual um and if mm. automatic will um do a full charged attack on your like basic standard attack um thing mm -hmm. but anytime you get like a special skill it will only do the like quick chuck out version of it like the okay. lowest possible ability because a lot of them will slow you down while they're charging okay, and i guess having yeah. that on automatic is is a bit annoying um but there's like, hey, especially with the first character, you've got like a whole concept of, do you want to make hot food or desserts? If you're making hot foods, you've got to do a couple of things. You've got to use your basic attack on an enemy. That will give it the chopped status. Then mm. you've got to use a uh, either the salt or the pepper power. <laughs> the salt rain like randomly targets uh, enemies in an area and mm. will rain salt. If you've got pepper, it's basically a shotgun. It comes with three charges and then it does a little recharge. Okay, cool. You've got chopped on an enemy. You've got seasoned on an enemy. <laughs> now you need to cook them. So you need to get a power-up that will be like ovens. And you'll throw like a little oven and it'll do like a big fire attack around it. Or there's another one that's a frying pan that's like a vortex that sucks everything into the frying pan. And then it like does a big like flambe at the end. Mm. If you get all three of those statuses on an enemy before they die you will start to get your serve meter charged. Okay. When you hit 20 on your serve meter, you'll do, like, a big AoE attack um, and become, like, temporarily invincible while that's going off. And it's pretty cool. The alternative is you go with desserts. So you'll need to chop again. Mm. And then you might, um, I think it's candy them. Yeah. And it'll be things like, uh, throw, like, cinnamon spikes that randomly come <laughs> up out of the ground, or, oh, I can't remember, oh, um, there's a, uh, you can fire, like, a big catapult glob on the floor of caramel, and if they run through mm. that, they'll become, like, candied. And then you need to freeze them, so you'll either get one which is, like, a, a spray that's, I think it's like a liquid nitrogen spray. Okay. Or uh, the other one's, like, a, a big freezer that does a big AoE of cold. And again, if you get all three of those, you will charge your serve meter. It's a fascinating idea about, especially with that character, that you can go, I've got five slots, mm. and if I get all five related to hot foods, um, 
I will unlock like a special power, and I think that's like sriracha sauce that you throw as a. It will both season and fire them. Ah. So if you've chopped them already, you can do like a like a fire a sriracha sauce ball at people, which is just a really fascinating idea. And there's something similar with cold as well. Yeah. And you'll get like sort of told. I guess you could do a mix and match of the two, but you probably wouldn't. You're you're benefited for like. Picking a, a lane. Yeah, and and that's quite interesting. Then you've got the like the next character you unlock is um, like a craftsman, mm. who uh, their basic attack is a chisel, and occasionally you'll you'll like use one button to throw down a a log, and if you can chisel it three times with your basic attack, it will turn into a statue and do like a big AOE. Yeah. But you've got to be able to like keep it close enough that it doesn't just despawn. Yeah. While also like being completely mobbed by enemies. But that character also gets like, oh, here's a bigger chunk of wood. You're trying to like hit it three times to get like a dragon head and it will do Mm. like a fireball in one direction. Or um, there's another one that's just like a big, um, like a suction thing. There's uh, like higher uh, skill level ones. There's one where you've got to like make a, um, a statue of the moon out of marble. But marble requires five hits because it's a much tougher... Yeah. material and staying close to something in like when you're being absolutely swarmed is really difficult yeah uh, there's a seamstress you can unlock who does this really fascinating thing with like putting needles down into the ground with thread linked to them and one of the powers is like l- like launching um like electricity down the thread Ooh. so you can like basically just th- keep uh, trailing this thread out behind you and then s- like electrify it while all the enemies are just running and sort of sort of go back and forth slightly <laughs> just yep and you get a zappy and you get a zappy um that whole character is fascinating but really difficult or at least i have struggled with it um the new character i've unlocked most recently is probably my favorite now and they're a lumberjack okay. they've got a little beaver friend and oh. the beaver will just run around the map just oh. gnawing on trees yeah and if you press a button the beaver will come sliding towards you on its dummy and do like a big water splash as it as it gets to the place where you summoned it from. And that will do sort of AoE. And you can power that up in various ways. You can make your axe more powerful. You can get powers that do like, just like you'll just swing around with your axe outstretched and just do like, um, like the, the super spin attack in Wind Waker. If you don't fully charge it, there is every possibility that your character will sort of get a bit dizzy and exhausted <laughs> and fall over, which is really bad when you're being swarmed. Um, that whole character thread is absolutely fascinating. There's probably more characters to unlock. Ooh. There's, um, like, I've just sort of got over a bit of a hump. I'm into the second area, which is this beautiful autumnal wood. Mm. Um, there's a whole bunch of new things to go picking up from there and uh, I've discovered that if you take the lumberjack to certain levels that you've already been to there might be a place where you can chop down some trees and that will reveal a different exit to that map that will just let you go and do like a whole batch of of secret levels it's um it's fascinating but there is like a whole yep you're probably not going to be winning a lot of these runs for a really long time and you might end up like switching between your, the character you know who, who can do the most damage outputs, but won't necessarily be getting you all of the secrets mm. just to do 
hey, I'm just grabbing as many resources as I can so that I can increase my weapon damage. Yeah. So that I can go back and, and try with other characters. It's, it's a rough onboard from the sound of it's it. A, yeah, like, it was... Like, I think I put maybe 15 hours into it, and I've probably genuinely enjoyed about four of those. Yeah, because, like, Vampire Survivors has a little of that, but nowhere to that degree. I Weirdly, I think the what my first... My very first run through Vampire Survivors, when I very first picked it up, I was days before I finished a run. I mean... And that was partly because I had got as far as opening things like Inlaid Library, but I hadn't bothered going there. Yeah. Because it was like, if I'm no good at the first map, why would I go to the second one? I mean, same, but I didn't feel like I was doing bad. Yeah, in the way I always that it felt like, like was, you felt with this. Yeah, I think with Vampire Survivors, I always felt like it was getting a little bit like further through. Even it, when it was like, I don't really understand that I've got as far as death and, and what does that necessarily mm. mean? But yeah, like this has had a rough onboarding, but it has so many fascinating ideas. It definitely is doing Vampire Survivors differently. But it is, is, unless you want to do that grind, and I see a lot of people in the Steam forums talking about how grindy it feels, mm. but there is a good game in there. And it's still in early access. Maybe things will be like slightly refined and, and make it more fun. But uh, yeah, like not, if, if you're looking for, for something that kind of scratches that itch and has a decent amount of content for three quid. Uh, Crafty Survivors is an option. Have you got anything else, my darling? No, that's it for stuff I'm going to talk about today. Well then, where can people find you on the internet, my darling? I can be found at Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere on the internet. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, TikTok, Patreon, that's the one that pays the bills. Um, Blue Sky, Mastodon, Laura K. Buzz, all the places. The big one, uh, October 19th. Uh, that, That is... Like a week away at this point, a little over a week Damn. away. Stories of autistic joy. Oh, it's kind of like gender euphoria, but it's about autism. Yeah. That's that's the quick pitch. Go check out a bunch of happy stories from autistic people about autism happiness. Stories of autistic joy. Uh, October nineteenth. It's real soon. Uh, what about you? Uh, Patreon.com slash Stoned Monkey Radio. That's that's the one that helps me justify all of the exhaustion and 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 doing all the stuff. Uh, but also you can find all my stuff on my link tree. It's linkter.ee slash Janiac, J-A-N-E-I-A-C. You can find um, music I make, t-shirts I design, uh, things I write, and, and all sorts of other stuff. You can find all my, my social links. And uh, yeah, and if you hit me up on Mastodon, if you want to join our Discord, we've got a lovely little uh, Stone Monkey Radio Discord and all the people there are very lovely and good. Yeah. And I stream on Thursday nights. Come say hello, hi to the Sexy Potato Squad. I've nearly finished Signalis after, what, five episodes so far and a sixth one probably going up on Thursday. So yeah. Um, Laura, darling. Yes. Will you sing us out, please? Until next time, be a stranger. <laughs>